Suicide Awareness Prevention Month, 988, Episode 40. I recognize this month's pep talk may not contain much pep. Nonetheless, I am hopeful that you will find the information I share today helpful. September is Suicide Awareness Prevention Month, and in this podcast, I'm going to share two resources, discuss two myths associated with suicide, potential warning signs, as well as a few statistics. Let's start off with the facts. According to the CDC, in 2020, nearly 46,000 Americans died by suicide, and it was the 12th leading cause of death in the U.S., To just attempt to keep this in perspective with regards to the number of almost 46,000 people, homicides for 2020 was 24,576. So significantly more suicides than even homicides in 2020. I'm going to go slow on this, this next group of statistics because I know at least for myself, when someone's throwing numbers out at me, sometimes it's hard for me to take them all in. So I want to go slowly because these, in my opinion, these numbers were really concerning and quite staggering. According to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, in 2020, 12.2 million adults seriously thought about suicide. 12.2 million adults seriously thought about suicide. 3.2 million made a plan and 1.2 million attempted suicide. This leads to the next part of the podcast, which is the myths associated with suicide. The first myth being that talking about suicide will encourage suicide. There is a stigma associated, well, there's a stigma associated with behavioral health issues. So even talking about people struggling with depression, anxiety, um, any of the behavioral health disorders, there's a stigma associated with that. And clearly there's also a stigma associated with talking about suicide. If we look at those numbers from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, and there were 12.2 million adults that seriously thought about suicide. It's clear to me that it there are people out there who are considering that as an option. And it's vital that we talk about it. And if you have any concerns that somebody that you know is struggling in any way and maybe considering suicide to talk to them about it. Talking to them about it gives them an opportunity to see it from potentially a different perspective, to be able to talk through their feelings and talk through maybe the circumstances that they're in and to recognize that there is a different way of managing the situation not talking about it doesn't give a person an opportunity to to deal with what's going on inside of them. Suicide can be connected or thoughts of suicide can be connected to a behavioral health issue, such as someone who's struggling with depression or anxiety, and it feels endless. 
and it feels as though they're not ever going to feel better or they're not ever going to have a point in their life when they're not dealing with depression or anxiety. It can also be due to circumstances that are going on in their life and maybe they feel hopeless or helpless about their current circumstances. Talking about what's going on in their world and ideally getting help allows them then to create a plan to do something to help themselves to move in a direction that isn't moving towards suicide. So being able to come up with a different plan that will help them feel better psychologically and also to help deal with maybe a circumstance that they're in that maybe feels, um, you know, again, they may feel powerless or helpless regarding. The second myth that I want to address is the myth that suicide is selfish. I understand that people can think for someone to take their life, for someone to die by suicide, that that's a selfish act because there are people who are left that love them and they don't understand what happened or why the person would do that. I understand the perspective of it being selfish. However, for somebody to be at a place where they truly believe that is the best option, clearly the individual is not thinking in a healthy way. And I don't mean this when I say this next piece, I don't mean this condescendingly, and I don't mean it in a critical way. However, if somebody believes that suicide is the best option, clearly their thinking isn't rational. And again, I'm saying that from the literal word, the literal meaning of the word rational. There's emotions that are involved typically when somebody is considering suicide. And for them, for the person to believe that that is the best option, again, clearly they are not in a place that they're able to be making a rational decision. So to think that that person is being selfish, oftentimes the person thinks they're actually doing a favor for the people around them. They can think that they're being a burden to people or they're inconveniencing people or that people don't like them or care about them. And there can be this belief then that they're actually doing people a favor. So it, it isn't an element of selfishness when someone is psychologically distressed and believes that that is their best option. The next piece that I want to discuss and share are potential warning signs. And these are not all of them. It, they're just some of them that... Um, you know, that in the field of psychology, we identify as, as being, um, you know, common among people who are considering suicide. The first is talking about suicide. If somebody is making a comment such as, I'm going to kill myself, that's pretty direct, or maybe something more subtle, such as I wish I was dead, or I wish I hadn't been born, those can those can be a sign of suicidal thoughts and it's important i know sometimes if somebody says to you 
you know, I just wish I wasn't born. It can be really easy to jump into, you know, oh, that's not true. You know, you're a great person and da, 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 all the reasons why it's good that they're in the world. However, that's not digging under what has them believing that they wish they wouldn't have been born. And it's important for us if someone makes a comment such as they wish they were dead, they wish that they weren't here, this is all just too much, that we take that seriously, ask them how they are, ask them what's going on, and then potentially asking them if they need help and connecting them with a resource to get to get help. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. Another potential warning sign is being preoccupied with death or violence. It can be a person talking about having intense shame or guilt about a situation or feeling like a burden to others. So if somebody has gone through something and they're talking about how how shameful they are, maybe even how embarrassed or how guilty they feel, that can be a potential warning sign. Someone sharing that they feel trapped hopeless or helpless about a situation, someone who is typically social that withdraws from social contact and wants to be left alone. Again, this doesn't mean that every person who does that is suicidal. Nonetheless, it is important that if you notice that in someone that you ask them about it and you ask how they are. An increased use of alcohol or drugs can be a warning sign. Engaging in high-risk or self-destructive behaviors. This can include substances, as we mentioned a minute ago, alcohol and drugs. It can also be driving recklessly or self-harming behaviors such as cutting. Giving away belongings or getting, quote, affairs in order, end quote. Saying goodbye to people as if they're not going to see them again. And then... Anyone, of course, who's struggling with depression or anxiety, particularly if they are experiencing some of the warning signs or potential warning signs that I just discussed. And again, I'm not saying that everybody who is is struggling with, with psychological distress or has a diagnosis of a depression disorder or an anxiety disorder is suicidal. I'm just saying that it increases the risk for that. There are two resources I would like to share. The first is the new crisis, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, which used to be 1-800-273-TALK, which actually now, my understanding is it's actually still an active number, but it's now shortened to just simply 988. So again, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is now simply 988, and you can call or text that number. You can also chat by going to the website at 988lifeline.org, and you can chat with someone there if you didn't want to call or text the number. Another resource that I wanted to share is for my faith based individuals. In the show notes, I'm including a link to a podcast of a sermon by Pastor Clayton Hensel of One Crossing Church in Illinois. 
he talks about suicide from a biblical perspective. And I thought it was really helpful and thought for those of you who are faith-based individuals that that might be a resource that might be beneficial to you. In closing, I just simply want to say if you are someone who is struggling emotionally and considering suicide, please reach out, whether it is to the 988, to the crisis line, whether it's to someone that you can trust, a friend or a family person, whether it's to a therapist, please reach out to someone. There is hope. There is there is life on the other side of wherever you are in this moment. And I just, I just can't strongly encourage enough that you just, you reach out and know that, that there can be peace on the other side of what you're feeling right now. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I encourage you to do one thing today purposefully to attain true pep for life. Mm-hmm.